My mission is to reduce 1% obesity rate in Malaysia. Please support us by liking and following our channel and don't forget to share this content with your friends and your family. Building a company and helping the community. Today, my guest will share his journey with us and have built six successful clinics within Malaysia. Welcome to the 19th episode of Chemizone Podcast channel. In this channel, I invite credible, experienced and successful individuals in their respective field. Please welcome Fred. Hi Fred, how are you? Hi. I'm good, thank you. Thank you. Very good. Thank you very much for inviting me in this episode. No, to be, it is actually an honor for you to come over. Thank you. Because I really want to learn many things and the viewer and listener also want to learn many things from you. But before that, we want to understand lah, mm. how do you build your clinic? Yeah, sure. So let us start dengan what personal or emotional experience drove you to establish your clinic? Was there a particular moment that fueled your passion and in physiotherapy? Yes, they are. Starting from way back when I was started working. Okay. I was working in a Pilates center. And how I get into a Pilates center is where after I read, I went into my dean office mm. saying that, Rod, I don't want to work in hospital. It's not really my liking. Mm. Uh, I don't really want to work in any other physiotherapy center. It's not really my cup of tea. Mm. And I feel that I am more into the fitness and some exercises need more exercises okay i'm just curious yeah um what's actually how does the future for physiotherapy look like actually once you have this blood jar you must mm -hmm. must be total or what you have a choice yeah you have a choice there the field of physiotherapy is very wide mm. um gonna start with me first okay. uh, we uh we want to pursue in being good in musculoskeletal mm -hmm. uh, issues mm -hmm. and also sport injuries. Okay. So with this, yes, you can have some certain exposure in hospitals depending whether the hospital want to invest mm -hmm. into all the technologies and educations to equip their therapists to be able to be good in sports, rehabilitation or not. Mm -hmm. So some does, some don't have. Okay. And Second, you can work in hospital. Mm. So in hospital in Malaysia, the system in Malaysia, they practice in a rotation uh, basis yeah. where every several months you will be posted in one department. Awesome. Next few months, another department. So there are a lot of departments. You start with the gym departments where you have to see outpatients mm. visiting the hospital gym mm. to do their rehab mm. and the rest are all inpatients where you go to wards so all the different wards we also have responsibilities there like women's health to peds to orthopedic wards mm. and everything and outside back to outside where we want to venture into neurological case mm. where we do have uh, a lot of choices out there in the market from NGO to private sector, who only specialize in uh, neurological cases. And in the brain, laughing. Brain, mm -hmm. like cerebral palsy and stroke rehabilitations. Mm -hmm. You go to houses, mm -hmm. or you able to see um, pediatric case, like kids suffering from neurological cases mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Understood. It's so your journey. Mm. How? How, like, what fuel you? 
So after grad, I ended up in a Pilates studio mm. as a physiotherapist who treated, not treated lah, trained my clients with uh, Pilates method. And then um, I was a very happy-go-lucky guy, um, very good in my craft. All my clients liked me. I hit back-to-backs for several years. And um, no one guide, like no one talk about future and this and that. And um, until my company hired this new GM of mine, um, you know, every company, they will have this one-on-one with their staffs, right? Mm-hmm. So our first one-on-one, he talked about, you know, what's the future? So, well, so I don't really think about future. I'm kind of happy uh, every day, you know, I'm like, I, I like my job and everything. And he first asked um, how long you can sustain with this uh, back-to-back mm-hmm. lifestyles mm-hmm. and hours, you know. So mm-hmm. oh, I can't answer that questions, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, uh, our relationship went uh, being very close. We work out together. Back then, CrossFit is one of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you do all these muscle-ups and uh, double-unders and all the snatch and cleans. So we are workout buddies. And then um, he and I, uh, he helped me to propose something, some new project mm-hmm. with our ex-company saying that, you know, I'm um, going to convert the brush that I was working at from a Pilates studio into physiotherapy center. Mm. And then it was... So then the company that you used to work was of Pilates. Pilates, okay. Ah, Pilates. Physio. So on the convert to physio. Oh. Back then we don't know. We are so young and naive and everything. So we... Uh, <laughs> so um, until at one point that we really feel that I, I can't do the things that I really want. So I quit law. Yeah, so in a very good and mutual understanding, saying that, uh, so after that only I learned that my company kept company, you know, all these rules and regulations cannot simply just change their nature of business. Mm. So I understand. So that's why I quit and then do my own mm. freelance, um, doing, uh, going to gyms uh, to give talks to the community, like two hours talks on preventive care mm. and uh, postural care and how to live better, how to do their stretch better mm. uh, for several years and went to clinic to have uh, and went to different gyms to have a pop-up services mm. uh, so where they could book me in and I will treat them sekaligus during that one day, you know. And then um, that time my GM was still still stick by uh, the ex-company mm. until one one day he also quit mm. and we venture our company together mm. it's called Besides Rehab mm. and that GM of mine is now my business partner mm. so he's a coach a mentor best friend and also workout buddy mm. so I feel that what really fueled me is not just the environment itself it's also who you meet mm. in, and, and what energy that you receive from the, the right people that you have now Okay, mm. I, I wanna yes know mm. the part whereby okay, you quit because can I say uh, satisfied? Yes, not satisfied. Okay. So you quit satisfied and you become a lone ranger, lah. Yeah. Okay. During that period, was there? Well, did you thought about the risk of like if I quit, am I gonna get any hatred? Oh. 
Because most people, kalau dia orang buka business, let's say, dia kerja dengan orang, uh-huh. they want to be like, tapi kalau I buat sendiri ni, tak ada duit nanti. At least yeah. when I work for people, at least customer ada. Yes. Um, funny thing is, um, when I quit, you know, the moment when I quit is where I successfully got my first mortgage loan approved. Oh, that's risky. Yeah. And uh, I just want to stay until my loan get approved because it got basic gaji, you know, everything. Because I know that, you know, when you are freelance, it's very hard for you to get all this loan approved. So I got it approved already and then I quit. And then people was like crazy. Uh. Mm. And um, yeah, because of the confidence that I have in my skill mm. and also the support that I have with the right people. Mm. And I know that the demand in the industry is so limited back then. Mm. I'm talking about seven years ago. Mm in sports rehabilitation, physiotherapy who know how to live mm. and know how to fix people mm. and to be able to bring them back to training as soon as possible. Right. Not a lot. Yeah, so I know that people will sign that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what makes you is because what makes you establish another company apart from Tapasatisme, you have the confidence. Confidence, yeah. Yeah, because uh, right, I mentioned just now that uh, what the 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 proposal I have mm. by company, right, mm. is to convert Pilates to physiotherapy. Uh-huh. So they do uh, in certain branch. Mm. I believe that they have certain control. Okay, the branch that I have not much control. Okay, so probably they are subletting the uh, sub-renting you know from another tenant okay, so okay. we can't have the control of the whole premises so probably because of that so it's just about the bad timing and second is uh, I as a physiotherapist mm. and offering Pilates services mm. and my client came come in mm. for physiotherapy services to be honest mm. but they buy Pilates package so I feel that physiotherapy name to when the abai yeah, and then my client went out there and talked. Of course, they recommend me and everything, yeah. and they they labeled me as a Pilates instructor. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad thing, right, yeah. Right. But I prefer physiotherapy, Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So at least now I know how you. I mean, the viewer and I, we know how you get started, lah, and mm. the risk. To reward mm. you took mm. is gila gila babi kan yeah I think if you tell somebody yang baru habis belajar mm. kerja for a company lepas tu uh, dapat mortgage mm. quit mm. I don't think dia takkan buat lah takkan lah kan benda tu gila sikit but you're confident with your own skills yes okay next question in a journey of building your practice could you share an unforgettable obstacles how did you overcome it and what did you learn from that experience i feel there's a lot of obstacles but i just gonna highlight one obstacles that is always bothering us la. Mm-hmm. not to say just me alone I, I i believe my partner is also still struggling with this is people leaving mm-hmm. so we have established our team for almost eight years now come to eight years seven to eight years and we have accumulated uh, accumulatively uh, trained up 
close to 50 to 60. Amazing. Fresh grad, mainly fresh grad physiotherapists. And um, we train them from nothing. Fresh grad, you know, how well they can treat an athlete or a simple gym goers, you know, that have high expectation in their recovery. And they will ask you the question, when can I go back to gym? That kind of question, that kind of demand, you know. And we taught them from the beginning, you know, not just physiotherapy skill and how to communicate with these kind of populations and how you can fit into these kind of people. Yeah. You need to know how to work out. Most of them, they don't even work out. They don't even real uh, recognize the smell of the gym. Right, right. All right. Not to mention how to do cleans and a proper deadlift and squats. Mm. So we guide through their journey from being a fresh grad till a confident, competent and independent physiotherapist who handle their high demand clients mm. like a boss. Then they quit. Oh lama, I can tell you. Fuck it though at the beginning. La. So we used to feel denial, you know, talk to ourselves that we are the good ones and we are the problem ones. Mm -hmm. And also felt betrayed, mm -hmm. you know, we train you so much. And that's the main reason why a lot of physiotherapy SMEs, right, don't dare to hire and train their therapists because people are leaving. Wow. And um, we felt all this uh, unwanted feeling that we have felt. Uh, then uh, my wife once said, I, re uh, I remember that people comes and goes in your life it's a blessing. I'm mm. gonna use all the good ones to share all the progresses. I'm mm -hmm. gonna use uh, all the bad experience that you generate, you felt mm. as a lesson. So I feel that it's very, very thoughtful advice coming out from my wife saying that, you know, uh, don't get too hard on yourself now because mm. it's life people comes and goes. Right. She works in the government sector mm -hmm. in different departments and she is leaving from department to department. Of course, her boss also felt yeah. similar to that, but also, yeah, with different experience, different environment, have mm -hmm. different outcome as well. So what have helped is uh, being truthful, help, being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So from years, I used to be, you know, very young bosses and ego, like, we can't, we can't, uh, can't escape from being ego at the beginning of your stage of mm. your career, right? Mm. And after that, you tone down being a father, hell, mm. uh, a lot of patience that I have learned and how to handle my, um, my, 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 my demands and also uh, talk to them, being truthful to them, I mean, to my staff. And this really helped out. So also, um, observe them, learn from them, get influenced by them as well. So, after okay. your advice. Um, share with me regarding about like, learn from them. What do you mean by learn from them? Mm. See, when we hire, right, mm. we go through a lot of interview process, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, the reason being is we are very careful on who we bring in to our wellness environment. Mm. So I feel that those who are in with us right now, currently we have 24 therapists mm. all across branches mm. and they are all are amazing. All right. 
there's a reason why they stays mm. and there's a reason why they can be able to be in our team because they are great mm. so why not just you know get some insightful advices from them as well so true enough after getting closer with my team uh my my leader teams uh i get into reading get into listening to podcasts self help a little bit and then the, some more the environment we have created so environment and we have created is all very cool person so we talk about this talk about what we have experienced in our life we talk about what we have read in the book what what we have heard in a podcast and then we just share uh meaningful positive values and everyone agree on these values and then we are just being supported uh, supported by each other lah so that builds up our identity as an individual also as a team as well and yeah that is how long does it takes for you to build this kind of culture mm. okay so you operate your business what eight years ago yeah and i still remember um back in 2000 When fifteen or sixteen, two thousand seventy, seventy. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen is where I long range. Oh yeah, go out. So seventeen, I was still doing powerlifting. I went to Hatamas. Yes. So you helped me. Yeah. So okay, during that period, I know you were doing back to back. Hmm. Because I think what Charlie Chaka pulled the 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 penasangan. Still remember that, bro? Yeah. And I have this or another brother that time, so I still remember that. Okay. How long does it takes you from that moment? Until you build a team and you cultivate that team, become what it is right now. Correct. I feel that current stage we still have yet to improve to a level that we want. Mm. At the beginning, we are very close, a small, intimate team. You know, mm. yeah, we are very close and everything. And I feel like being close, uh, there is also a limitation in terms of how you. Push them to do some work that you want them to accomplish, so there is obstacles in that lah. Mm. And there's a second phase where I change my method to be uh, very assertive to my order, mm. and people don't like it as well. Uh, there's a time, there's a time where I really strict in. Setting the SOPs, mm. the policies of the company. You know, no one likes me at that time. That's pre-COVID. No. And uh, I hand over all the tasks, like literally, in a very hard way. So we're gonna do this, and this is the way. Follow it through. If not, no one's gonna appraise you well. And uh, third phase is where. I combine the early, the first and the second phase together, mm. more humane, mm. to understand more and but still get things done. Okay. Yeah. So it's a high speed phase. Okay. Sun phase. Um, I've experienced that firsthand also mm. before I got any stuff. Mm. So I know how we feel. Yeah. Because, uh, um, to be honest, guys, one of the reasons why I invite Fred is because I want uh, to learn personally from him instead of just. Looking in the social media, how he actually built his company, and I also want you all to understand that there's so many physiotherapists in Malaysia, and how Fred able to grow his company is very mesmerizing, lah. Can so many things that we can learn and listen. 
Now, the, the next thing, as a founder again, mm. what achievement or milestone with your practice have brought you the greatest sense of joy and satisfaction? And how do you, how do this moment influence you ongoing commitment to your patients? Uh, I'm gonna start with some very generic answer first, lah. Okay. Everyone can Google through the information that I'm gonna share later. Proudest mm. um, moment, none other than we are able to grow like um, six branches in seven years. Mm. I blame that one that one branch lacking is COVID, lah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, our goal, our KPI for for my business partner and I is uh, one year, one branch la. Yeah, but because of that, you know, we have less one branch right now, and um, we have over like around like thousand ish to two thousand ish uh, Google review reviews, and then also the team that we have created la, mm-hmm. successful, confidence, physiotherapist. And uh, yeah, you can just search us in Instagram where all of our team, the handle name start with PR, with PR stands for Business Rehab, mm. with and then their name behind. That's very proud. Mm. And um, all this can be searched in internet, but I'm going to share you guys today on something that is less talked about, which is four things that I'm going to share. Mm. Number one is where my team, every one of them feel belonged in a company okay. where they can be freely being themselves. And when I talk to them saying that why you chose Princess Ram and why you chose staying mm. is that uh, I want an environment that people push each other to improve and they want to be the best physiotherapist where they are not shy, mm. where, you know, they can handle high-profile clients, high-demand clients, mm. and ongoing, they are continuous learning, not just in terms of science, but also in terms of experience and confidence level as well. So uh, that's the reason why it, it attracts them to be in this team. Mm. That's something that I'm really proud of. La. And um, second is... Um, by the students community, it is what I heard la. Mm. I heard that Precise Rehab is uh, one of the uh, very competitive, uh, competitive environment to be in, and you have to be so good. You have to be really into your passion and growing your profession mm. to be able to join this team. So yeah. This is one of the student uh, feedback right. on Precise Rehab, saying that the money is good, no problem with money. Mm-hmm. What's stopping us from even sending our resume to get interviewed already shaken that mark? Okay. Yeah, that hard goal. Huh? <laughs> and the third thing is the review that we had from our one of our clients in our Penang branch saying that Precise rehab is not a PT meal. PT meal means physiotherapy meal. So a meal is an organization or a company that focus a prioritize uh, quantity over quality. Okay. Yeah. So we are not a meal. Mm. That is very good. So to elaborate further to her to her 
content mm. her review is where um, she felt the attention from the therapist that uh, treated her and the therapist really took a lot of effort to get to know her personally and also the conditions and also her social life mm. how it can fit in the rehab program into her life mm. so that progressions can be done more in a harmonious way lah. Mm. so I feel that is one of the biggest uh, uh, proudest moment that I had and finally is the I want to add a bit regards yeah. to the number three one <laughs> many of my clients okay always complain okay. what for go physiotherapy you just go there it touch touch there touch touch there and finish already mm-hmm. so waste of money only mm-hmm. so betul juga so those, yeah. those are one of the things when I advise my client forgive physiotherapy and check they, mm. they, their feedback is like that mm. maybe they did not find the right right physiotherapy that can really analyze mm. what value that they can share to the client yeah, yeah. so from the services that I have experienced with a lot of complaints from our clients mm-hmm. saying that they have give up on physiotherapy mm-hmm. that's why they seek for Pilates first of all second is uh, uh, because of all the uh what the reputation that I had as a physiotherapist in the sports uh, re, uh, rehabilitation. Mm. Uh, people came to see me mm. and also my client and my team and having a, a not so pleasant history okay. with other therapists. Understood. And mainly because of that, mm. because uh, they have experienced other centers or maybe hospitals or maybe other physiotherapists who are not trained to really uh, able to provide value mm-hmm. to the client mm-hmm. because client values the improvement that the therapist would uh, could 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 to improve and to provide them up. Mm. Not only they pay or mm. they come back. Truth is not they drop out and they complain mm. on site. So it's either they like it or they hate it. Mm. You know. So our role here is make sure to self-improve ourselves. La. And also the last thing which is uh, very related to your question that I'm proud of is our company. Uh, we have, we, 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 we non-stop are improving ourselves in in upgrading our knowledge. Mm. So here I'm going to share to you about evidence-based practice versus practice-based evidence. Enlighten us. Yeah. So evidence-based practice is very similar to what you have shared previously. Mm on your social media that you share a lot of research whatever fact that you have shared is all backed by researchers which is very good we follow that as well Mm. versus practice-based evidence practice-based evidence is based on the experience that you have from seeing and dealing and helping the community Mm. that you have 
done in back in your practice. Right. So these are the experience that Google cannot search. Mm. Money can't buy. Yeah. All right. No certification that could give you this practice-based evidence. Mm. So apart from sending ourselves to continuous learning, we went for courses, we went for fitness conferences, we went to medical and rehabilitation conferences and come back and shared papers among our teams. Mm. And we also have time allocated for our team to do case discussion. Right. Okay. This is how we cater for the practice-based evidence part. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I'm going <clears> to <throat> elaborate mm. to the listeners and viewers. Uh, what is this? I'm going to use the example in weight loss and fat loss. Yes. Okay. So in weight loss, which everybody are smart enough to Google or use TikTok and social media, uh, the foundation to weight loss is just calorie deficit. Everybody knows this. But why there's so many people out there struggle to do that also? So what Fred mentioned, evidence, evidence-based practice is the data, lah, yeah. the research. Lah. So if you don't lose weight, carry deficit. Explain already. You don't need to think so hard. Just eat lesser. Right. Practice-based evidence, based on my experience with thousands of people I've helped, it sounds easy. However, every individual have their own obstacles. Machi obstacle lain. But newlyweds, different obstacle. Athlete, different obstacle. So when experienced individual know about this, they know how to guide their patient. So this is what it meant by practice-based evidence based on their experience also and backed by facts. They know how to help that individual or the patient. Mm. So that's what it meant. Yeah. I like that. So to the viewers out there, hopefully you are a student studying physiotherapist in your university. And um, we also would wish you guys to have that kind of hope that places like Recess Rehab are existing in the outside world of the university. Mm. So yes, you may be studying all the researchers in your assignments, this and that and everything. But when you come out, you will be feeling confused. You will be feeling lack of confidence in all the papers that you have. How can you transfer right. the knowledge yeah. to deal with a human being? Not to mention that they're feeling they're feeling paid. Right. They are in a very demanding stage, you know. So it's gonna be very hard. So we are here to support everyone that in our team to have that kind of confusion. Mm -hmm answered you know, from all these practice the practice-based evidence uh, discussion okay okay yeah. I think this is one of many things that people are not aware I just found out I'm doing it but I just found out <laughs> I think I'm what there is a term for it yeah yeah there's a term for it interesting okay please educate me the difference when treating a competitive athlete with someone who is sedentary okay cool <coughs> For us as a physiotherapist, mm. at least uh, physiotherapist in precise rehab lab, whenever we see someone, we always divide a person into three categories. Oh. Right? Number one is bio, number two is psycho, number three is social. Uh, so this approach called biopsychosocial. Okay. All right? So we, 
I know you have this experience. Sit down with a form of uh, yes. uh, assessment form uh, and everything, all that PARQ, the range of motion test, uh, fat percentage test and all this. These are all bio. Right. All right. Cycle and social is where is the harder part. Mm. All right. So the differences between the psychological part in 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 athletical background mm. and non-athletical background are their demands. Easy as that. Mm. Not to say that the non-athletical uh, individual have no demands, you know. Mm. Their demand can be high as well. But mm. probably not about when can I lift right. next. True. An athlete is when can they lift next. Alright? And for the non-athletical background, the sedentary one, is when can I not feeling pain. Yeah. You know, so there's the differences between handling an athlete and the sedentary people and a social part. We as a physiotherapist, if we see an athlete, mm-hmm. we make sure we know how to be independent ourselves in the gym. We make sure we know how, in terms of evidence-based practice, mm-hmm. all right, how to lose weight how to build muscle, how to build strength, and how to build endurance, and all that strength conditioning stuff. We know that, all right? And how to set up the bench, press, how to set up the squat, how to set up your deadlift, and all that. We we, we must know that in order for us to see very true and asleep. Yeah? So that's the difference. And for uh, physiotherapists who are dealing with the sedentary lifestyle, Mm. I feel that this is the goal that we all have as a physiotherapist in business rehab to wish to improve and to, to work to improve our clients to have a better lifestyle after seeing us. To have a better demand in their fitness level. To have a better demand in their lifting strategy or their awareness. Okay, so I want to yeah. touch on that part. When you say for sedentary, you want them to have a better life. Yeah. How do you advocate that? Like I, I use to me as an example. Visual or to the client? Um, to the um, clients, the patient. Like okay. I use me as an example. Hmm. Okay. I, when I approach you, I was an athlete. Mm-hmm. Okay. Assuming that I'm not an athlete lah. Mm-hmm. Some fat shit. Mm-hmm. I go see you, kata, bro, my kaki sakit, bro. I don't know, I bangun. How do you advocate me like, oh, jangan duduk banyak di TV. Like, how do you advocate me so I have a better, based on what you say, have a better lifestyle? How do you do that? And I feel like fitness doesn't need to be in the gym. Mm-hmm. All right? So I feel that based on their biopsychosocial approach towards this uncle, of course, bio tak yang cakap lah. You know, when you're feeling pain, we know where's the root cause of the problem. Probably not doing enough exercises or activities. Mm. Psychological part is we, we we need to assess in terms of knowing the uncle mm-hmm. deeper. You know, what is their motivation? Mm. You know, what do they want to be better in in their life apart from being able to squat heavier or whatever that is not their goal at all you know so probably want to be able to play around with their grandkids play around with the grandkids to have a better quality of life mm. during their age you know there's a saying that doctors add on the numbers in your age mm. physiotherapy and on the quality in your in your yeah. life um, so 
that is where we as a physiotherapist would really want to understand mm. what is their 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 that the depth of their goal whether we have that kind of connection or not mm. and then also finally is how we can really integrate all these gym exercises that mm. we have learned in a textbook mm-hmm. all right or all these rehab exercises we learn in the textbook to integrate into his life you know mm. so we're going to know his surroundings okay. you know his house what tools or mm. instrument that they have at home mm-hmm. you know we're not talking about squat or bench we're not talking about leg press machines anymore you know Honestly. we're talking about stools so far whether they have carpet on a on on the on the on the on the floor mm-hmm. you know? so all this we are going to integrate with their surrounding with the environment mm-hmm. on how to help this uncle to be able to do their squats okay i'm going to Share something that you tak dengar. What Fred mentioned just now that one of the reason why people seek advice from PR is the value that they give. Most common, you don't be physiotherapy. Oh, aku sakit sini, do do do, then ciao, just like that. Why I say that is because this is what my client said to me. What he said is they give added value what the patient can do for themselves at home. Whether they are athlete, I thought they are a sedentary individual. So this is interesting because I I don't think you learned this in uni, lah, can? I hope I I I did, but you did? no. I hope I did, but no. Oh, okay. yeah. Uni are all evidence-based practice, lah. Yeah, true. Yeah. So this is more from people's with their with experience, lah, kan? Also for unis, that's why they have all this internship. Mm. One of the internship for university is uh what to call that the elective posting okay where they can go elsewhere mm. other than physiotherapy center to have their internship okay. Okay. so this is time where they take this opportunity i think around like two weeks long mm. to go f- to offices mm. or, or on whatever sector to analyze their surrounding mm. and then create a program how to help the people oh. In in that setups, that's all on the elective posting. Yeah, okay, but still, if they don't understand, they will just think that it's an assignment. Yeah, can understand kids nowadays. Yeah, uh, different right now. Ah, uh, like oh shit, I got assignment to do lah. Malasnya nak tengok orang kat office iru je lah, iru je lah kan? Okay, so now kepada mereka yang tengah dengar, at least you nampak macam why do they provide that services because to give added value. Uh, question number five, most common injuries your practice help and how long does it takes to improve? Boom. Wow. I mean, through the years, we started from sports injuries. Okay. Uh, people from multiple uh, sports background, from powerlifting, crossfit, to Olympic weightlifting, mm. and we do have a lot of shoulders and low back pain issues. Mm. And uh, over time, we have quite number of referrals coming into our clinics that we also treated old age mm. sedentary lifestyle and some neurological cases as well and for the past years of experience that we all have i see a lot of low back pain okay. and i see a lot of shoulder issues 
and knee issues. Inside back, shoulder, knees. Okay. But if you want to talk about basketball of ankle. Mm, yeah. So it's there are many conditions. There's no one ultimate condition that a lot of people are suffering from. But I'm gonna tell you about the durations of a muscle healing, a duration of ligament healing. Mm-hmm. There are several weeks, you know, from grade one to grade three, ten of mm-hmm. the muscles probably ranges out from three weeks to sixteen weeks in order for them to heal with rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. For ligament, also several weeks to several months. Mm-hmm. But I feel that we have to get back into the biopsychosocial part as well. Mm. Look, the research shows that with this duration of of uh, proper rehabilitation to place, mm. and then only you will have the numbers, okay. right? But when you are looking at a person, let's say an uncle, super lazy to do exercises, you think that he can reach longer. Yeah, he, he can't heal right, right. on that specific numbers so it's very hard so it's back to the biopsychosocial bio see how old you see like mm. the younger you see he can recover faster mm. psychological sociological part also do they go to gym mm. do their house have uh, suitable uh, surroundings for them to do their rehab exercises and also are they motivated to do rehab exercises mm. talking about Malaysian market <laughs> very so small I, yeah very small amount very small amount yeah on people who are willing mm. to invest in preventive care. Mm. And also in that category, they are two different categories as well. Mm. Right? Those who already spend for pre- preventive care, some favor towards passive care, mm. some favor towards active care. Mm. So passive are all these just lined up, people release you, yeah. It worked in a way, well, recovering faster, flushing out all those lactic acid from your from your muscle mm. only if you work out. Yeah. Alright? And then for active rehabilitation is where we really want to advocate in. Mm. And in that case, it's a long term a long term uh war or challenges for us in this industry to educate the people in Malaysia. Okay. Yeah. Clearly understand. Uh, I'm going to relate that with fitness and also fat loss. Mm. Like what uh, Fred mentioned just now, assuming that some injury on the muscle or ligament, 16 weeks can. So there are people out there that approach coaches, trainers, dietitians. Eh, berapa lama eh nak turun 10 kilo? Common question. And we just explain to them based on data and studies, it takes about 10 minggu. Why? Because Within one week, you can lose one kilo of fat. However, based on their psycho and, and social, if that person too lazy jaga makan, if that person malas bersen up, instead of 10 weeks, it becomes like 30 weeks. Mm. Uh, so itu yang dimasukkan oleh Fred just now lah, because anything can change. We can just ex- explain based on facts and data, but if the individual doesn't want to put in the extra effort, then it will take longer period. Mm. So thank you for sharing that part. I like that part. Because there are many people out there injured. And okay, for those young injured and they don't know they got injury until it became so bad. Have you ever experienced patients like that yang datang? Diorang tahu diorang sakit tapi just malas nak jumpa doktor, physiotherapist semua. Mm. And expect first 
treatment terus cure everything mm. and how would you handle this kind of client or patient um good thing about Malaysian market right they are not that demanding like in your face you know oh. they kind of like indirect a little bit shy shy a little bit you know what I mean mm. so we know that demand is always there um it's not it's not cheap right mm. first session is 200 plus mm. follow up is 100 plus even you buy a biggest package also still 100 plus per session yeah. and you need pay through your nose without any doctor referrals and anything depends whether or not you have insurance mm. and depends whether your insurance covered or not yeah. so it's gonna be very hard for them to commit mm. so i feel that uh, to really control that expectation skills in assess assessment and education from the from the therapist themselves mm. need to be trained very very well mm. yeah okay and um, after that then only comes in the communication part setting expectation persuasive mm. skills of that therapist all their soft skills need to be very good as well in order to keep that patients come down for a while mm. don't get your expectation too high mm. all right we are not we are we don't have magic hand after all we follow research and we follow your commitment level as well mm. all that takes progresses mm. progresses takes time mm. time spent takes money as well so that's the problem with the 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 industry right now therapists don't get to have the chance to explain to their client well yeah Understood. yeah and also post covid plus the society that has always been in front of the screen not talking enough to a person mm. also is not helping mm. so the needs of training on all these soft skills is a must in every service provider especially okay. those who deal with people's health mm. and fitness level totally agree yeah service with hands on hmm totally grand okay last one <clears throat> for the listeners and viewers who may need help with struggle or injury how could they reach you me i mean or your your with internet you know can search me in instagram pr with fred but you just stop at pr with uh, 20 over to 30 lists out there but search for my name fred if you want to get to know me better and also search for precise rehab la, google search and then uh, search for the branch that's nearest to your location precise rehab okay that's it uh yeah. best advice to those people that might have injury mm -hmm. they feel the pain mm -hmm. that have lower back what would you advise to them very sedentary mm -hmm. man woman mm -hmm. and got lower back pain all right avoid doing the things that aggravates your pain number one and then the manage your pain right you rest or you put on ice pack doesn't work straight away change to hot pack mm. and then until the pain level is manageable 
But after that, don't ignore that episode. Seek for your trusted physiotherapists and get yourself assessed and to find out the root cause of why you are feeling that kind of pain mm. after you do something or even more confusing. Mm. You're not doing anything, anything at all. Yeah. Suddenly your back pain when you wake up early in the morning mm. and why? We can't tell you why from our conversation right now mm. because it needed a thorough assessment in order to have uh, to have the chance to get to know you better in terms of biopsychosocial, then we can really find out the root cause of your problem. From there, hopefully we'll have a solution for you. Also, mm. cool. So I hope people out there with any injury, listen, apply to that advice. And if you need professional help, please see for precise rehab. And hopefully um, we're gonna see Fred again to share more of this very informative information. Thank you very much, Fred, for coming. And thank you very much, everybody, for listening and viewing. Take care and peace out. Bye. Bye-bye.